Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Welcome back to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. I want to give a shout out to everyone who has been listening, sharing, rating five stars, and even leaving reviews to support this podcast. My goal is to get the word out about the pelvic floor, about our sexual wellness, and about vaginal health. This information should not be hush. It should not be secret. And it should not be only for those who are privileged. I want to make this information accessible to anyone who needs it. So thank you so much for supporting me on this podcast podcast, rating me five stars and leaving reviews. This is the best way to help this work and these messages about our bodies, about our pleasure, about our pelvic health really get to the world. Today, what I want to do is talk about the difference between vaginismus, vulvodynia, and dyspareunia. So these are three medical conditions, but they can all cause painful sex. They can all contribute to painful arousal. They can all contribute to painful intercourse. They can all even contribute to painful self-pleasure. And the same goes for tampons. The same goes for inserting a finger. The same goes for pelvic exams, using sex toys, penile insertion, etc. So let me just clarify it for you because knowing what you're struggling with could help you in terms of knowing what to do next. And I just want to acknowledge everyone right now who has ever struggled with any form of pelvic floor dysfunction. You may have felt isolated. You you may have felt broken, or maybe you even still feel that way. But I want to let you know that this is actually a really common issue impacting women and everyone who has a portal of humanity, okay? If you have a vagina, I'm talking to you. This is a safe space for everyone who has a vagina. I am not here to make you identify how society wants you to or what is considered the norm. If you are here and you want just more education, you just want to better understand your body, then I'm here for you. Okay, I'm here for my women. I'm here for men who want to better understand women. And I'm here for those of you who do not identify as women, but you're still responsible for managing and taking care of your coochie. Okay, all right, let's get into it. So this is what it is. Whenever sex is hurting, the medical term is dyspareunia. Okay, dyspareunia. Now, if we go a little bit deeper than that, We have two other terms that I talk about quite a bit on my Instagram page, and that is vaginismus and vulvodynia. Vulvodynia is the most common form of painful sex before menopause. So if I'm talking to you right now and you're struggling with vulvodynia, you're having burning, stinging, itchiness, aching pain around the clitoris, around the vaginal opening, around the inner lips, anywhere on the outside of your vulva. 
that is vulvodynia if it has been lasting for at least three months or longer with no identifiable cause. So what I mean by no identifiable cause, let's say that you have a yeast infection and it's burning and it's itching. Well, that's not vulvodynia, that's a yeast infection. Let's say that you scrape your vaginal opening um, shaving and all of a sudden you're having pain on the outside of the vaginal opening. That's not vulvodynia, that's just an acute injury. Vulvodynia is when the pain is unidentifiable. We don't know why it's hurting, but it is burning. It is stinging. It feels hot. Um, it feels raw. It, uh, it hurts. <laughs> For lack of a better word, it hurts. Some of the symptoms you may be experiencing if you have vulvodynia is difficulty wearing pants like jeans. Difficulty putting in a tampon because it just burns or it, it just hurts going in, particularly with initial insertion. Vulvodynia most commonly impacts initial insertion with vaginal insertion. One of the things that I really want you to understand about vulvodynia is that it is multifaceted. Some people who have this don't even know that they have vulvodynia. They just know that they are hurting. They know that they don't wear pants anymore. They know that when they sit, when they sit for a long time, things are burning. Things are hurting right between their legs. It's it's, it's hurting either, again, on the clitoris, the vaginal opening, or around the inner labia or the outer labia. Those are the most common places that vulvodynia happens. And number one, right around the entrance to the vagina. If you're having burning, stinging pain there, you want to look into going to your gynecologist or going to your primary medical provider and asking them to screen you for vulvodynia. Typically, this will look like getting a Q-tip and applying pressure to the opening of the vagina, which is referred to as the vestibule. So that part of the vagina is really dependent on hormones like testosterone and estrogen. So definitely things can change in terms of when we're going through menopause. So sometimes it's hormonal. There can also be changes in pain when we're taking prolonged birth control or where we're not ovulating for whatever reason if we're on some level of hormonal birth control. So that can contribute to some pain. But now let's talk about your pelvic floor. All right. These muscles are surrounding your vagina. They're supporting your bladder. They support your bowels. They support your, your uterus when you're pregnant and, and when you're not pregnant. These are the muscles that prevent you from peeing your pants when you sneeze or cough. These are the muscles that, that enable you to have that orgasm. Those are the muscles that are contracting when you're orgasming. These muscles do a lot. They got to open up, allow you to poop, allow you to push a baby out, right? So when these muscles are unhappy, let's say that they're too tight. Let's say that they're not relaxing well. Let's say that they're uncoordinated, meaning when they should be relaxing, they're tightening. And when they should be tightening, they're relaxing. That's miscoordination. That's poor coordination. Or let's say that you're storing pain in your pelvis, in your pelvic floor, then this could be contributing to pain around the vaginal opening. And I want to let you know that there is hope. We can do so much for pelvic floor muscle tension. I can't tell you how many testimonials and reviews I get from people on Instagram, TikTok, my one-on-one -on -one clients who are like, I feel so much better after using a vagina CEO release e-guide. That's my number one e-guide, honestly, y'all. It's only $20. And it's helped so many people. It's just exercises in there. And I'm teaching you how to relax your pelvic floor by connecting to your pelvic floor muscles. Many of us are just disconnected. We don't know when we're tightening. We're not aware of when we're clenching. We don't know what feels good. We've never touched down there. We're, we're disconnected. So that Vagina CEO Releasey Guide teaches you how to tell whether you are tense, 
or whether you're relaxing your pelvic floor and also the top exercises to help relieve tension and pain in your pelvic floor. So again, there is hope. Just from that $20 e-guide, I've seen so many women and people come to me saying, thank you, I I wasn't able to have intercourse, but now I can. Thank you, I was having pain every day, but I'm feeling 80% better just from this $20 EGOT. Thank you, I was having incontinence, I had low libido, but using it, I'm feeling better. So y'all, there is hope. And that's just from an EGOT. Of course, you can go see a pelvic floor physical therapist, which is what I am, who I am in terms of my career title. And I have a directory if you're looking to get help in person for vulvodynia. I'm going to attach in the show notes the directory. Women of Color Pelvic Floor Physical Therapist Directory. All the physical therapists in this directory are women of color because I want to provide representation and visibility for minority pelvic floor physical therapists to provide more racial and cultural diversity in the space of those helping the public with pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. So we talked about vulvodynia and we talked about how pelvic floor muscle tension and tightness and pain can contribute to that burning, that stinging, that even that itching around the vagina, around the opening, around the clitoris, etc. There was a study that revealed that 90%, listen to me, y'all, if y'all don't hear nothing else, 90% of people who have vulvodynia have a tight pelvic floor. That means that your muscles are not relaxing well. They're holding on. They're guarding. They're restrictive. They're not feeling safe enough to let go. This could be from posture, trauma, anxiety, a fall, a surgery. There's so many different contributing factors, muscle weakness. And so don't give yourself a headache trying to figure it out yourself. Get some help, okay? Get some help from myself. Again, first step I always say is get the release e-guide, the vagina CEO release e-guide. If you can't do that, um, then keep listening. Listen, keep listening. I, I give free information on Insta, free information on TikTok. And obviously this podcast doesn't cost you a thing. So let's move on to vaginismus. Vaginismus is this condition where particularly vaginal insertion is either impossible or extremely difficult. Many people go years not being able to insert things into the vagina. And you can imagine what type of impact and what type of distress this would place on a relationship. This would place on someone's confidence levels if they're dating. Um, what type of impact this would have on someone who was trying to conceive and get pregnant if penetrative sex is impossible or extremely difficult. Now, in the past, for the most part, the general public has believed that vaginismus is due to an involuntary muscle contraction that happens and closes the vagina and therefore makes it impossible or extremely difficult for things to get in the vagina. Now, what we're finding in terms of recent literature when we're comparing women who have vaginismus and can't have penetrative sex with women who have vulvodynia and can, they can allow the penis to go in the vagina. They can allow, allow a finger to go into the vagina. They can have pelvic exams, but it is not comfortable. It's painful. It's burning. What is the difference between someone who has vaginismus, which is the inability to get things into the vagina, or extreme difficulty with it, extreme pain, and usually fear and anxiety with insertion. What is the difference between that person with vaginismus and the difference compared to someone who has vulvodynia, meaning they can achieve penetration, but it's hurting. The most recent literature is sharing and showing us that the main difference between painful sex 
and someone who can't even have intercourse at all due to vaginismus was not an involuntary muscle spasm. It was two things, two major things, anxiety or fear associated with pain or associated with vaginal insertion and increased pelvic floor muscle tightness. So even at rest, before someone even tries to insert a finger, before you even try to get that penis in your coochie, if you have vaginismus, chances are your pelvic floor is just too tight. It's too closed. We have to open that thing up. That's why I'm recommending pelvic floor exercise to almost everybody. Listen, if you're breathing, I'm like, go to relax your pelvic floor. But with vaginismus, what we're seeing is that the level of tightness is significantly higher than those who can achieve penetration. And someone with vaginismus usually has more distress, more avoidance, more anxiety and fear. We're scared. We're scared of vaginal insertion. We're scared of sex. We think it's going to hurt. Many of us have been told from the first time when we were young, maybe 12, maybe 13, 14, 15, 16, 20, that penetration was going to hurt. So we develop fear surrounding vaginal insertion, surrounding sex, all of that. Combine that with anxiety. Combine that with pelvic floor muscle tightness. And here we have someone on their wedding night, someone who waited to have sex until marriage. They're excited. They're in the Maldives, in the bungalows. Their their clothes have been now ripped off. You know, the candles are on. The soft music is on. Homeboy is hard and he's trying to get the penis in the vagina and then bang, he hits a wall. And you're feeling devastated because you feel blindsided. You were told to wait until marriage or maybe you did not wait until marriage and you are having intercourse or at least attempting it, but it does not happen. You hit a wall and you're feeling isolated. You're feeling shame because everyone else seems to be having sex so easily. Everyone's talking about their sex lives. It's all over the internet. And here you are struggling with the inability to insert something into your coochie. And so guess what? It's curable. Vaginismus is curable. And it has become my number one thing to help people with through virtual coaching. There is hope. There is help. What we got to do is decrease tightness in the vagina. Dilators can help with this. Pelvic floor muscle relaxation exercises can help with this. Using a pelvic wand can help with this. I'm attached the link for the different things that I'm bringing up. And then we have to work on our fear when we are inserting dilators. What are we thinking? Are we clenching? Are we guarding? Are we forcing things inside or are we actually saying, okay, am I relaxing and letting go? Am I breathing? Am I working through this? That's what, that's what's helping me to get my clients over and beyond vaginismus into pleasurable penetrative sex. I've had multiple clients who have gone from inability to get anything into the vagina to having pain-free intercourse. So y'all listen, you should be celebrating right now if you know someone who's struggling with painful sex, if you know someone who has vaginismus, or if it's you that's listening right now, you're who I'm doing this podcast for. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are covered. You are supported. And you are going to be victorious as long as you don't give up. All right. So again, y'all, dyspareunia, all it means is painful sex. But the most common form of it is vulvodynia, which is the burning, stinging pain at the opening of the vagina, the clitoris, etc. Anywhere on the vulva. Number one cause of painful sex before menopause. And then we have vaginismus, which can create extreme difficulty, impossibility, and fear surrounding sex and vaginal insertion. But it is treatable. And you can go from dilators to dicks, okay? You can go from dilators to dildos. You can do this. 
I just want you to understand that it's not about you being broken. It's not about what's wrong with you. It's about relaxing that tight coochie of yours and helping you overcome the anxiety that you have with insertion. Get on a regular plan. Start dilating on a weekly basis. Let me tell you, you can do this. And I don't care how long it's taken you. I don't care how long it's taken you. If it's been five years, 10 years or 15 years, you can get past this because I've seen it done firsthand. All right, so I want to thank you for listening. We're going to continue more episodes talking about this, y'all, because I don't want you to feel alone. I don't want you to know that there's hope, and I want you to have good sex. I want you to feel fulfilled in your sexual and love relationships. I want you to love your body. I want you to fall in love with your body. Don't give up on you. Don't give up on your body because your body has not yet given up on you. All right. Stay tuned for the very next episode next Monday. Please rate me five stars if you learned something new. Leave a review if you really loved it too, okay? Talk to you next time. Bye.